Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. And here we are, Carrie Smolenski here, and I am excited to be talking to a uh, friend of mine, Hal Elrod. We've been friends, guys, it's been about 20 years now, something like too that. Too long, too long. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 20 years, I think, two, a couple decades. <laughs> author of The Miracle Morning, best-selling author. And uh, how many countries are you in now? Roughly 100 countries, but 30 languages or so. Okay. Just, just 30. Just 30. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, wow. it's pretty wild when I do get messages all the time from people in, you know, France or Korea or, you know, and often in their language. And I've got to click like, you know, Google translation or whatever to know how they, they're saying the books changed their life. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of surreal. Well, it, it's awesome. Congratulations on all the success. Part of the reason that I have Hal on right now is, is because I wanted to share some aspects that you never really talk about happiness and. Yeah. For someone like yourself that has gone through so many life changes and, and struggles, and um, I'm just curious, where what is your take on happiness, and um, where do you really put that in relationship to passion in the yeah. way you live your life? So happiness is it's an interesting word, if you will. Happiness, you could say it's a state of being. You know, I think that most people would describe it as an emotion, right? That you know, happiness is an emotion. If you're if you're feeling happy, you're feeling that emotion of happiness. I think happiness is kind of overrated. And what I mean by that is, well, let me ask you, Carrie. All right, have you ever been happy and then a phone call changed that? Right? You know, you're happy. Right. Right. If you allow the phone call to change. Ah, okay. All right. All right. Now we're peeling back the onion. Now we're getting, we're getting deep. Okay. Right. So, but yeah, but right. But we could be happy. Right. And then, you know, you're happy just because you're happy because whatever's going great. And then all of a sudden you need a phone call and it's like, you know, it's bad news or whatever. And now, you know, you're not happy anymore. So if you think about happiness is an emotion and we'll say that over here in the, you know, I'm, if you're listening to this, I'm holding up my right, my left hand. So the right hand uh, represents all the positive emotions over here. And the left hand represents all the negative emotions over here. So we have positive and negative. So positive being happiness, excitement, pleasure, gratitude, right? All these, all these positive emotions and the negative emotions like fear and worry and all of those things. And if you think about it, emotions are fleeting typically, right? Emotions are fleeting and they, uh, in between what we're really after is a state of peace, a state of inner peace. So this is, again, this is my opinion. I'm going to explain my take on this. And of course, if you're listening or watching this, you can you know take it for what it's worth. So think of it this way. If we've got all the positive emotions on the right and the negative emotions on the left, in between happiness and sadness or positive and negative emotion is a place that is I call peace. It's inner peace. And when you are in a state of peace, you are it's, it's essentially a neutral state where you're calm. Everything is as it is. You accept all things that you can't change. Therefore, you're at peace with all things you can't change. And you, you then can choose whatever emotion would best serve you in the moment. So think about that. You could choose whatever emotion would best serve you in the moment. So if I am emotional, if I am angry, for example, or I'm upset, right? Well, then I, I don't think very clearly. I can't make good decisions. I can't choose emotion because I'm overtaken by emotion. But when you 
are living in a state of inner peace. And I'm going to explain how to get there in a second. But you then get to choose what emotion would best serve you in any, any given circumstance. So you can literally ask yourself, okay, I'm in this situation right now. I'm, I'm facing, you know, it could be the day. It could just be, I, I woke up today. What emotion do I want to feel? And when you are able to live in an unwavering state of inner peace, you get to choose your emotions. And that's not how most people live, right, Carrie? Most people live, you know, th- their emotions are dictated by what's happening outside of them. And you really need to think about it that it's not what's going on around you or outside of you, but only what's going on inside of you that determines your happiness or your inner peace or your fulfillment. And what I think that we're really after is, isn't happiness as much. And and by the way, happiness isn't a bad thing, right? And and if that's what you're after, I'm not telling you that's wrong. But, but I found that it's fulfillment that we're really after and that fulfillment is what leads to happiness, right? When do I feel the happiest? Not when I'm watching a comedy. Right. I know I'm, and I'm happy watching a comedy. I'm, I'm getting pleasure. There's dopamine being released. Right. I'm enjoying it. It's very short lived that way. It's very short lived. Yeah. So, but when you, when you are living in a state of fulfillment, right. And a state of fulfillment is where you're happy at a much deeper, more sustained level. And so that's what I mean by happiness is overrated. And that we, if we go for things that we think will make us happy often in the short term. Right. In fact, that's, you know, they say the difference between pleasure and happiness is pleasure is that short term, short lived happiness. Yeah. You know, watching the television, procrastinating. Well, procrastinating makes me happy, Carrie. When there's something I don't want to do, procrastinating makes me really happy. But is that going to provide long term happiness? No, it's going to give, give me the opposite. Right. Is that going to provide long term fulfillment? So what we're after is what are the things that's the question to ask yourself is what are the things that you can do, that you need to do to bring you fulfillment, to fulfill you over the long term. And that is what will bring you that lasting, sustained happiness. And so things like exercise, for example, you might not be happy going for a run. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. But you're probably happy when you have more energy and when you're physically fit, right? So it's not making the choices in the short term that will bring you that short-lived happiness. It's, it's really getting clear on what will fulfill me? How can I nurture myself physically, mentally, financially, emotionally, spiritually, right? And nurturing ourselves in those ways that provide that long-term fulfillment, I believe is the secret to what we think that we want or we say that we want, which is happiness, right? But it's, it's really, how do, you, how do you create a life where you're not having to chase happiness because it's a life of deep fulfillment that it's that way all the time, every day. There's definitely congruency in, in what you're saying, where I talk about the five minute rule and getting out of an emotional state to be in a cognitive state to deal with any kind of a situation. So agree, you're, you're definitely allowing yourself to be put in a positive or negative state or allowing someone else's um, influence on you change your own personal being. But just like if you're purchasing something because you want it and you gain fulfillment from it, or it's a, whether it's a brand new car or a brand new toy, that fulfillment is going to be short lived, as you mentioned. So how did you find your fulfillment in the long haul? In other words, what are some of your daily practices, some of the things that you do on a regular basis to find happiness, to find your passions and to keep them fueled? so that you make it to that long run and you don't look for the easy way out in the short term just to avoid that big to-do list that we all have. 
Yeah, it's a great question. And I think that there's there's both things to do on, you know, in the kind of the short term, like a daily basis. And then there's big picture ideas in the short term. And you know this very well, but the miracle morning is my daily morning ritual that enables me to stay fulfilled and, and stay focused on what will make me fulfilled. And the, the miracle morning is made up of six practices. And just I'll take a second for those that don't know what the miracle morning is. It's uh, an acronym SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S. The first S is for silence, A for affirmations, V for visualization, E for exercise, R for reading, and the final S is for scribing, uh, which is a fancy word for writing or journaling, right? Robert Kiyosaki summed it up really well. He said, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Robert interviewed me on his show and he said, Hal, before the miracle morning, every successful person on the planet, I would imagine, practices at least one of the savers and they swear by it or attribute their success to one of the savers. But I had never heard of anyone, he said, that practiced all six of these ancient best practices. And he said, I do them every day now. And that's what, you know, it's made such an impact in my life. So that's my first thing that I do. Again, the E in there is for exercise. So you're nurturing yourself physically, right? The S is for silence. That's your prayer or your meditation time. You're nurturing yourself spiritually. The A for affirmations, that really goes to answer your question of how do I stay focused on the things that fulfill me, the, the things that are the highest value in my life. And the way that I stay focused on it is I have written affirmations, which are simply statements that remind me of what matters most to me. What, what are the top goals or priorities in my life, top values in my life? What am I committed to doing to ensure that I live in alignment with those goals or achieve those goals or live in alignment with those values, right? So I have affirmations that keep me on track. And the way that I define them, I call it level 10 success. If we're measuring success in every area of our life on a level of 1 to 10, we all want level 10. So for me, my affirmations articulate, what is level 10 health for me? And what do I need to do to live in alignment with level 10 health? And it's very specific. It's, you know, I will exercise uh, this many days a week. I'll exercise from this time to this time on these days a week. I'll, you know, so it's very specific. I have affirmations for every area of my life. I've got marriage affirmations on what I'll do to be the best husband that I can be. I've got parenting affirmations, you name it, business affirmations, on and on and on. As you know, I, I recently was diagnosed... Well, a year ago, I was diagnosed with cancer, given a 30% chance of living, which is a 70% chance of dying for all you glasses half empty people. And for me, I, I just, I have affirmations. I had them from, I mean, one of my first things I did when I was diagnosed with cancer was generate affirmations that reinforce my commitment to beating that cancer and living to be a hundred plus years old with my family, for my family, alongside my family. So affirmations are really how I stay clear on what will fulfill me. Which before then, you, before you yes. move on about that, um, that was something we were going to touch on, but I just wanted to uh, let everyone know that um, you are cancer-free at this point. Yes, I am so, cancer-free. Absolutely amazing, and congratulations, and um, just an amazing journey, and I know it wasn't easy, and I, I just thank you for being you. Thanks, brother. Thanks for your support throughout the journey, man. It, uh, it, well, and I, and I'll, I'll share with you. I mean, actually, this is great. This is a, an important lesson, and I want to talk about how th there's something I wanted to touch on that you asked me about just in terms of what's, how do I find fulfillment, right? And I'll say that I find fulfillment, by the way, by helping other people. I find that that's where, for most of us, I think that uh, if we get really clear, and then if we haven't experienced really helping others a lot, if that's something that someone, you know, like when I was young, I was pretty selfish, right? I didn't really know that fulfillment came from helping other people because I was just trying to help myself, you know? And so if someone listening is like, yeah, I just kind of try to help myself, I, I, I you know, or, or if, if someone's listening where, 
you're in a scarcity mindset, right? Maybe you're not where you need to be in your life or your business right now. Maybe finances are tough. So it's hard to think about helping other people when you're just trying to help yourself, right? And I, and I totally get that and no judgment as a result. But for me, fulfillment, I've realized, and I think that anyone, you know, you find people that focused on their own success for long periods of time and then they become very wealthy and very, you know, very wealthy, very rich. What do they then do? They turn their attention toward helping other people. They start foundations, right? They, they, they focus their efforts on philanthropy because if they find that, wow, once you achieve everything that you want, you go, well, what, what, what now? You know, and, and you find that fulfillment really is helping other people. And what I would encourage you to do is don't wait until you achieve everything that you want. Make it part of your, part of your daily, you know, your annual goals, your daily rituals, et cetera. How can you help other people? And there's an acronym that I have in my affirmations that is SAVE. So I've got the SAVERS, which is the Miracle Morning Practices. But then I've got SAVE, which stands for Selflessly Add Value for Everyone, right? Or every day or everywhere. So you can... Any of those E's will work for you. So Selflessly Add Value everywhere, every day with everyone. And that, for me, reminds me every day to save the people in my life. And that's from saving the grocery clerk you know, and adding value to their life through it could be just a compliment, sincere compliment, asking how their day is going. Oh, appreciation and just appreciation. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, acknowledgement's huge for people in the service industry because most people just look at them as a name tag or, or not even their name tag. They don't even look at that. They just go, hey, waiter, waiter, hey, Gar- hey, Garcon, right? And so I think that for me has been that every day I look at how can I add value. And sometimes it's, um, I, I actually started journaling my save moments every day. So that acronym is pretty new. I came up with that a few months ago and, uh, Sort of journaling save moments. So, like, if someone on a Facebook post will say, "Hey, I really need a donation, or I need help, or whatever, or I need advice," I will either make that donation or I will take time to give the advice, and then I'll take a screenshot of it and I put it in my five-minute journal, right? My five-minute journal, which is an app that I use on my phone, and I put, you know, today's save moment was I spent 15 minutes giving this detailed advice on this gentleman who asked for advice on how he could become a professional speaker. And it's, of course, it's, you know, there wasn't anything in it for me. And that was a literal one that I did the other day. You know, he asked for a tip. And normally I would maybe, you know, like his post or give him a quick, you know, but I thought, you know what? I have it in me. I have it up here to help him in a major way right now, just through 15 minutes of advice. And it was someone I, I, you know, I, I've met him once. I don't really know him. So I took 15 minutes and I did that. Right. And that to me afterwards, it's, it's hard to explain. I don't feel happy. Like, I don't know, I, Carrie, I wouldn't say that after I did that, I felt happy. Like, that's not the way I would describe the emotion. You know what I mean? But I felt fulfilled. And to me, that's much deeper and it's much more rooted and, and it's much more meaningful than just doing something that makes me feel quick and, and happy and, you know, smile for a moment. And that's, that's a great way to explain it because for a lot of people, those words have many meanings. And, uh, I agree. And, and that's really the crux of, the Passion Summit, and I'm I'm so excited for you to be one of the keynote speakers there. So, yeah. for those of you that don't know, that's uh, an event coming up May seventh and eighth here in the Chicagoland area. ThePassionSummit.com. Check it out. For anyone listening, we have a very special uh, code for uh, YoPal Hell, which is uh, YoPal <laughs> VIP Y O P A L V I P, and that's a three hundred and fifty dollar. Uh, discount off the retail price. And, uh, you know, happiness is something you normally never speak about. And uh, I think now you're at a point where you feel you are really able to look at the rest of your life down a time frame and, and chart things out now that you have some negative things behind you. And uh, 
no looking back. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Passion Summit because you know that's uh, that's where we're going to be coming together in May for for the event. And what's the website again? It's thepassionsummit.com. You got it. Just Yopal VIP. So what the, the message I'm going to give at the event, I mean, so I can just speak for me. Uh, and I was looking at your. We went over the agenda the other day, so I'm I'm pumped. You've got a lot of cool stuff planned. A lot of great speakers. But for me personally. The message I'm going to give is it's a new keynote that I've only given once. And I actually could say I've, I've actually never given it because, Carrie, the keynote has evolved so much in just the last few months since I gave it that one time. And the keynote is called What Matters Most with a question mark at the end. So it's not me telling you what matters most. It's me really instilling that question uh, and then us exploring it together. And for me, there's no more important question, right? And it's one that you can apply not just in your life, but it really isn't a question that to me, it should be one of the dominant questions, if not the dominant question in our lives, in our businesses, and our relationships, you name it. So what matters most in life? What matters most in my business? What matters most today? What matters most during this conversation, right? So to me, that question and really constantly prioritizing what matters most in the way that we think, in the way that we feel, the way that we talk, what we do, our actions, our projects, our activities, our priorities, our values, right? I mean, on and on and on. It's such a universal question. And it's one though that we don't typically ask. We don't, most of don't wake up and go, what matters most today? They usually wake up and they just go, they just go through the day, you know? That's so the enemy of being present almost because most people aren't present. They're either worried about what's coming up later, what happened yesterday, and they're not living in the moment. But if you're wondering what matters most, you're really putting yourself in a situation to be present on all accounts and whatever you're doing. This book I'm reading, which you should read, by the way, if you haven't yet, Carrie, you'll love it. It's called Deep Work Like Cal Newport. Uh, I think Joe Polish, uh, my buddy Joe, Joe, I think is the one that recommended this to me. But it, he talks about how uh, in today's society, deep work, which is long focused work on a significant project or venture that can generate great results or impact, right? He says most of us are, we do shallow work, which is, answering emails. I mean, think about how many emails we answer every day at the end of the year or at the end of our lifetime. You know, it's like how many years of our life we've dedicated to answering emails. That would be called shallow work for the most part, right? And he says, because deep work is so rare, it's also become that much more valuable. So Carrie, you wrote a book called Living... Uh, is it Living with Passion or Living Your Life with Passion? Living, with passion and living Life with Passion. Let's see it. Uh, so great example. Writing a book is deep work, right? It's in, in Carrie, you can attest to that. Writing a book is deep work. It takes a long, significant, focused commitment of time. Right um, back to so, fulfilling. It's fulfilling and it's, it goes to the long haul as well. That's why I brought that up is because that's another key to fulfillment. Deep work is a key to fulfillment, right? Because you don't get fulfilled by answering emails, but you do get happy. See, this is the distinction I'm trying to make for people. If you answer 50 emails or 15, you're going to feel happy. Like, oh, I just answered all those emails. Boom. Look at that. I'm productive. I'm, no, you're busy, right? Usually that, that, that would be busy. And so that's, that's the difference I'm just trying to get across. And I don't know if I explained it at the very beginning. You know, I, I went into inner peace and that's, a, I, I, I kind of was fiddling around trying to get to the point I was making, which that is that difference between happiness and fulfillment, right? And happiness is short lived. Fulfillment is a deep, sustained state of being that comes from the way that you live your life, right? And, it, and to me, what matters most, we're going to talk about these, but uh, some, one is personal development. That would be a given, right? The Miracle Morning, dedicating time each day to becoming the person that you need to be. 
that has the abilities, the knowledge, the skills, the beliefs to create everything that you want for your life, the most extraordinary life that you can imagine, right? That, that's about personal development. Beyond that, you know, optimizing your physical, your, your health, your physical health, right? How do you optimize your physical health? How do you eat in a way that serves you and also tastes good, right? That might sound kind of an interesting topic, but for most sense. the number one cause of death is, is, you know, that actually the top two causes of death are largely diet related. Cancer is one and, um, heart disease is the other. And heart disease is almost, you know, is, is, is primarily diet related. And so, you know, these are two major problems that can be solved, but we've got to know how do you do it? How do you shift your priorities and how do you shift your taste buds so you can eat in a, in a way that actually serves you? And not only in the long term where you don't die from something that's, that's pretty far off for most of us. It's, um, but in the short term, how do you eat for maximum energy? Right. And that's one of the big things that we all want. We all want more energy. And most of us don't realize that it's actually our diet that causes us to be tired. Think about it. Five hour energy. They advertise. You ever get tired at two o'clock in the morning or in the afternoon? You're like, Oh my God, that's me. You don't need a five hour energy. You need to not eat that chicken sandwich at lunch. It's made primarily of white bleached flour that your body does. It, they can't, it, it can't even turn it into nutrition or energy. It just takes energy to digest it and it drains your energy, right? That chicken with hormone. I mean, on and on and on. I don't want to get on too much of a soapbox here, but. Health being one. Uh, another big priority is, is your circle of influence, right? Relationships, families in terms of what matters most. And so the ultimately the really aligning your day every day with what matters most to you and what will bring you fulfillment, not just happiness in the short term. That's great. Happiness is not to be, you know, it's not a bad thing, but long term fulfillment is really what this is about. And you'll get to a place, by the way, and, and the one thing, we're going to talk about finances as well. I will talk in my message about finances. How do you set your finances up so that you create an abundance of financial wealth for yourself? And so that, again, that brings fulfillment. It, it Ask the lottery winner that won a million dollars and spent it all on houses and cars and then had nothing to show for it. Did that bring them happiness in the short term? Absolutely. Did it bring them financial fulfillment? Absolutely not. In fact, the opposite. You know, so many lottery winners end up committing suicide, right? Because they didn't, they didn't, they weren't thinking long term about what was going to sustain them financially. What's going to sustain you physically, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, financially, right? That's really what we're talking about. And, um, yeah. So let me, I'll stop and turn it over to you. Anything else for us to cover, uh, today? I know we just wanted to kind of touch on this topic and, and go in a little bit with okay. of, of you and your passion and your your attitude towards living life to its fullest and um i, I think we definitely uh got a good taste of that but that's that's really what the passion summit is going to be about it's it's not only ways to live better be better live bigger both on health and on wealth and at the same time the biggest part of this is a networking opportunity for networking with like-minded people and uh, I'm super excited that uh, you're one of the keynote speakers. And um, for those of you that are just checking this out, it's The Passion Summit. Check it out. It's thepassionsummit.com. You have a uh, code today that you can use. Yo Pal VIP. That's Y-O-P-A-L-V-I-P. And that will uh, discount the uh, ticket price of $350. It's right here in Schaumburg, which is uh, very close to O'Hare Airport. So those of you flying in, 
super convenient. It's at the Hyatt Regency in Schaumburg, and uh, it's a two-day experience. And, and a big part of that is not just everything we spoke about. It's that and giving back, which you mentioned. And the second day incorporates giving back in in a way to really identify with um, one of three different charities. One of them is Prom Row Foundation, which, uh, Hal, I know, uh, aside from myself, you've, you've been there the, the whole way, and uh, one of the to- you're one of the top supporters and really appreciate what you do and uh, your commitment to that organization. But it takes people with life-challenging illnesses and puts them in the front row of their favorite theater, concert, sporting event to give them a front row experience. But more so, it's it's living your life in the front row and it's a, uh, a mindset. Another is A Warmer Winter, which is a local uh, effort that we have here that, um, that we've started through our company um, to give food and clothing and hugs to Chicago's homeless community. And uh, another is Angel Wings. And Andy Jonti, a friend of both of ours, has um, been involved with Angel Wings to uh, create a hospital in Haiti. And uh, they've been open now a little bit over a year. And um, that, that's another uh, very important charity. So we're going to be delving into those. But more so, it's, it's really this community of collaboration, of giving back. There's going to be aspects to network with each other. There's aspects where we're really integrating each other to find solutions. There's also a passion village, an area where um, there's resources that you can find for your personal well-being, for your financial well-being, for your business well-being in a number of different ways. So uh, uh, the opportunities are really endless and uh, just super excited of having that here in May. Cool, Kerry. Well, thank you, man. You've been a huge support of everything that I have done. For those of you that don't know Kerry Smolinski, he does all the audio and video and basically all the behind-the-scenes work at all of our live events. And uh, I'm just pumped for you to finally... We've been bugging you to... Get put up, put on your own live event after you've you've been to arguably more than anyone that I know on this planet doing the work that you do. So appreciate you, brother, and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you in May at uh, the Passion Summit. And everybody listening, check out thepassionsummit.com. Use the code Yo Al B I P, and uh, we'll see you there. All right, we'll see you there. Love All right, Gary, take care. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 